like most people these days, I'd say 90% of the TV I watch, I watch through a streaming network. And a lot of that is through Hulu. Some of my favorite TV shows like Letterkenny and Shorzy, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, What We Do in the Shadows, plus great movies. And you can even get live TV, including sports. I'm a big sports guy, love watching live sports. So if you don't have Hulu yet, I don't know what you're doing. Uh, maybe you have more of a life than I do, but if you like to watch quality TV, quality movies, and live sports, then head over to cultofsplat.com slash Hulu for a free trial of Hulu. That's cultofsplat.com slash Hulu. are back welcome to another episode of cult of splat i am of course taylor bartle joined once again by kevin nesgoda uh line uh, uh, yo oh yo uh, i had <laughs> had one word <laughs> one goddamn word and i couldn't even do it it's it's been a while it has been a while what's up uh not much i've just kind of been hanging out you're the one that's been busy a little too busy, as you can tell. Like, I'm still catching up on sleep. <laughs> <laughs> well, today we have uh, one of our wackier movies, which is saying something. <laughs> it definitely is saying something because I think our last movie we did was Loaded Weapon One. Or yep, was... and that was pretty wacky. That was definitely wacky. Uh, I ran into Miles. This means nothing to people listening, but I ran into our friend Miles. Uh, back at the basketball game. And he was like, I saw you guys are doing nothing but trouble. <laughs> He's like, I love that movie. That, wow. I don't <laughs> know why, but I did not peg Miles to actually like this movie. Maybe because it's of a certain cameo later in it, where there's a musical number. Oh, I was going to say, is Tom Chambers in it? <laughs> <laughs> he loves his Tom Chambers. <laughs> hey, Miles. Hope you're listening. Hello. Uh, okay, yeah, today we're talking about Nothing But Trouble from 1991. Uh, hell of a cast. Like, you would think just from the cast that this would be a, a well-received movie by most. You uh, think? But it is not. It has Ew. a tomato meter score of 13%. <laughs> That's one of our lower ones. Not our lowest, but it's down there. It's, it's, it's not great. Uh, audience score is only 47%. Ooh, that is one of our lower... Um audience scores i think yeah uh people don't like this movie which is a shame because it's uh it's amazing <laughs> it's a good one like i fl- i will tell you right now i flat out love this movie <laughs> it has been a long time since i saw this like in my head it's like another one of those like um movies that have become other movies in my head like um i was pretty sure this and clue were like you know the same movie recently uh the critics consensus oh my god this hurts me to read there's nothing good in nothing but trouble a grotesque comedy that is more likely to make audiences ill than make them laugh that's really unfair that get fucked rotten tomatoes wow like that's there's 
there's no according to this consensus there is no redeemable qualities about this movie yeah that's wrong and and this is a movie written by directed by and starring dan Aykroyd, one of the funniest men to ever walk this earth <gasps> wait a second how many times have we had dan Aykroyd on this show now well we've had celtic pride oh we've had the great outdoors uh-oh <gasps> wait and a we, second and now we have nothing but trouble we have the great outdoors how many times is this for john candy uh, well, we had The Great Outdoors, we had Summer Rental, oh. and we have Nothing But Trouble. Wait, that's three each for these guys, and I think that means something. Cult of Splat, cultists, please welcome your first two Cult of Splat all-stars, Dan Aykroyd and John Candy. Thunderous applause. Yay. We had no hand in, you know, putting them in together at the same time. It's just coincidence. 100%. I mean, this is a movie I've been wanting to do for a long time. (laughs) So, like, honestly, the only reason it's taken 30, I think this is 32 episodes, uh, is because I wanted to get a little bit of a base going before I brought in just the goofiest fucking movie I know. Yeah, I. That's why I waited so long for Loaded Weapon One as well. <laughs> yeah, I want to get kind of the, some of the stuff that people are more familiar with out there first, because I don't yeah. think anyone is is searching for podcast about nothing but trouble. No, I'm going to guess that everybody but Miles has forgotten about this movie. <laughs> I forgot about this movie. I thought it was another movie. <laughs> <laughs> you thought it was Clue. It is Dan Aykroyd. Clue doesn't. It doesn't? No, it has Tim Curry. Well, Jesus Christ. I told you it would become a completely different movie in my mind. (laughs) Uh, I do want to get this out there since I skimmed over it earlier. Written by Dan Aykroyd and his brother, Peter Aykroyd. Oh, Pedro. That's what they call him, yeah. Well, he does have a uh, Latin-flavored song that he wrote for the soundtrack called Lachinka or something like that. Really? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I was IMDb the, uh, synopsis. Yeah, I was watching the credits, and it's like, really? Written, yeah, it's like written and performed by uh, um, some guy and Peter Ackroyd. I mean, the only song I know from this is uh, "Mr. Bone Stripper" by the Damn Yankees. <laughs> <laughs> Can they take us high enough? Uh, no, they cannot. Uh, apparently, not either for the um, the critics as well. Uh, I mean, they had uh, Ted Nugent, and we saw what happened to him. So, yeah, holy shit! There's a bald one in this too. Yeah, anyway, uh, we'll Daniel, get to that. right? Yeah, Danny, Danny Baldwin. Yeah. Uh, IMDb synopsis says a businessman and his friends are captured by a sadistic judge and his equally odd family in a bizarre mansion in the backwoods. That's good. Yeah, that's one. Of that's the really ones. good. Yeah. In one sentence, that describes the entire movie. Pretty much, yeah. I mean, it doesn't get into the uh, intricacies, but that's what we're here for, right? That, yeah, that's what we get paid for. So, I mean, I guess on that note, should we just dive right in? 
Let's do it. I haven't been wet in a while. That's what she said? Mm, phrasing. <laughs> okay, we open up on uh, New York City. New York City? New York City? Get the rope. <laughs> uh, do you remember see this... those commercials? <laughs> I remember them. I, I think most of our audience is our age. So, so they should remember it. Although they're also South African. <laughs> That's true. I don't know if they had paste picante sauce in South Africa. Yeah, probably not. But so we see this big, uh, I almost said Hollywood party. Clearly not a Hollywood party, but a, a big uh, rich rich people party. A uh, hullabaloo. Um, sh- sure. We see one Chevy Chase arrive in a taxi. He gets out and he says, 110 blocks in under 15 minutes. Not bad for a one-eyed Russian immigrant. <laughs> I'd be scared. Which, I wonder how many how many of these lines are Chevy in- improvising? Because that sounds like a very Chevy line. Oh, that's 100% a 100% Chevy line. But he goes up to the maitre d' or whatever you call him, and he says, nice place. Someone throwing a party? Like, I was like, you are, sir. He goes, oh, yeah? Am I having fun? <laughs> I'd hope so. Uh, we find out that Chevy plays a financial publisher. Uh, he makes a financial magazine called Thorns Weekly. It's not a blog. It's not a website. It is a physical paper magazine. Yeah. Newsletter. Yeah. Does it qualify as a newsletter or a zine? What's the zine? This was pre-zine even, man. Wow. (laughs) Which, uh, what's his first name? Chris? Chris, yeah. Chris Chris Thorne. Uh, He goes into the party. He sees Taylor Negron and uh, Bertila Damas. Taylor oh, Negron was the first celebrity I knew with my name. <laughs> <laughs> He's in everything. He was in everything in the eighties and nineties. It seemed like. Yeah, he was one. Of, he was just kind of like one of those that guy. Yeah, it's like I know that guy. What's his name? I don't fucking know. <laughs> but I knew his name because it was my name. Your name's Taylor I'll say Negron. He was. He was the first male Taylor I think that I knew. <laughs> Got it. Because there was Taylor Dane. Oh yeah, and Swift. Well, this that was came later. before Taylor Swift was probably even fucking born. That's true. Because she's like, what, 19 now? I don't know. I, 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 who cares? The, the kids and their bops these days. Yeah, they're they're shaking it off or whatever they're doing these days. That's right. But these two, they're these uh, Chevy calls them Brazilianaires. I like that line. I don't know if they ever say like how they got rich. I don't know. Maybe they just had family money or something, but they're brother and sister. Maybe they're burning down the rainforest and getting paid for it. Like in Ferngully? Those damn Ferngullians. <laughs> Wait, they were the good guys. Well, I mean, the animals were the good guys. Yeah, that's true. Is Ferngully rotten? Oh, let me look. Uh, but we see th- these these two, the Brazilianaires, they're very kind of... Uh, they're kind of pushy. Like they, they're always kind of forcing them, not like physically forcing themselves on anybody, but just forcing their way into social circles. Every time Chris talks, they're, they're just kind of like over his shoulder, interjecting things. But we see Demi Moore walking hey. some dogs. Uh, her and Chevy get in an elevator together and she suddenly just starts crying. As so Chevy, you know what happens when you get in an elevator at Chevy Chase. That's true. Yeah. But so he invites her to the party that he's throwing. 
Uh, but she sees that he's holding this paperwork for the, the Pocono Lakes Sanitary Landfill. Yum. And yeah, that was the Philly accent when I said Pocono. <laughs> Pocono. But she just starts like she freaks out and she's like, oh, my God, I can't believe this. That bastard. I can't believe this. And she like she's was holding an, an espresso maker and like a, you know, doggy bag full of poop. Yum. And she when she like she hands them to Chevy and grabs this folder and takes off. And he's like, thanks for the espresso maker and the bag of shit. Shit. (laughs) But so she calls her lawyer who his his name was something that sounded like Howard Schultz. Yeah, I didn't catch it either. But I was like, did they say the dude from Starbucks and that sold our basketball team? Because, yeah, I I, I think it's I think it's Howard Suntz. Sons, yeah, I, that sounds about right. But she she can't get a hold of him. She just talks to his assistant. She says, all right, well, tell him I'm coming down there. So then she she goes to the party. And whatever Howard Sons is up to, Chevy Chase is just like, you know, are you going to this Sons thing? Or no, sorry, she says that to Chevy. And she says, you know, if you're not going, can I borrow your car? And he goes, no, I'm going. Because at first he's like, you know, I was, I pro- I'm probably not going to go or something along those lines. Some, something right. more Chevy-ish or t- uh, to that effect. But um, but when he finds out she's going, since he's, he's like, hot hey. for her, he's like, oh, no, we, we can go together. Because that Demi Moore is a classy dame. That's right. But so at this point, the Brazilianaires pop up and they're like, oh, are you going for a drive? We, we love to going for a drive. Oh, uh, they're like, when are we leaving? And Chevy's like, oh, it's it's way too early for you. Don't worry about it. And then he turns to ter- turns to Demi and he's like, all right, how about noon? He's like, they don't wake up until like two in the afternoon. So how about noon? And the Brazilianers pop back up and they're like, noon is perfect. Damn them. So the next day, Chevy comes down and he's just hung over his shit. He looks like shit. He looks like wet death. Yeah. But he tells the um, the uh, valet, he's like, I, I I feel like crap. I can't do this. Uh, you know, tell uh, Miss whatever that take my car with my apologies. Suddenly the elevator doors open and there's Demi in this like little jumper number. Short shorts. And, and a long jacket. No, no jacket. No jacket. But all of a sudden, Chevy's feeling much better. <laughs> He's ready to go. Holy shit, Taylor Negron's dead. Yeah, he died a long time ago. Well, seven years ago. That's a, that's a long time ago. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Uh, let's see. So um, the, the valet gives Chevy a spray of Banaka. God, I remember when everybody carried Banaka and then our school's like banned Banaka because somebody blew it up in their locker once or some shit. <laughs> yeah. I used to carry Banaka because I was that cool. It burned. <laughs> yeah. I remember we used to just see who could spray the most without like your tongue getting numb. Oh, that is evil. <laughs> but so Jeffy and Demi get in the car and as they're, Heading out of the parking garage, the door opens, and there's the Brazilianaires up at the top of the ramp. And they're like, oh, no, you, you almost left without us. You almost forgot us. God damn it. 
But so they're out on the Jersey Turnpike, and uh, uh, Bertila, what's the, that's not the character's name, is it? No, I think that's the actress, Bertila. That's the actress, yeah. Uh, pull up the character's name for me. Yeah, Bertila's the actress, Bertila Damas, and Rinalda is Rinalda is the character name. Okay, so Rinalda says, you know, we packed this nice picnic. Let's let's pull over and and you know we can all have a nice picnic. And in Jersey. In Jersey, yeah, on the turnpike. Yeah, you know what happens in Jersey on the turnpike? Murder, I assume, and dead bodies. People end up sleeping with the fishes. See. In the toxic waste. And those are some fucked up fishes. Like six eyes and stuff. Yeah. But Chevy says, you know, I don't want to get lost. So we're just, we're just going to stay on the turnpike. And they're like, you got all that fancy equipment. You'll never get lost. And this is <laughs> like the, the early days of GPS. I didn't even realize GPS existed back in 1991. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's it's so primitive in this movie. Like, I don't know. I think a you know, a stone that has like chiseled directions and it would be more technically advanced than what they're showing. <laughs> yeah. And then I love, I already forgot her name. Ronalda. Ronalda. Square Ninzu. Jesus Christ. What a last name. There are some names in this movie. <laughs> she, she says, you invited us on a drive and now you won't even drive us where we want to go. I'm like, he didn't invite you. First of all, <laughs> And he's not your fucking chauffeur, second of all. No, he's still a rich guy. But yeah, I just love that she's like, you won't take us where we want to go. She's so pouty, so whiny. But so Demi finds a route where they can go off and they won't lose much time. It's just, it's a very direct route off and back on. And so they go down Old Coke Road. Is that a product placement? Because I saw Coke quite a bit in this, but never actual Coke cans, just the name. I I don't know. I don't think so. Yeah. Does Coke own Hawaiian Punch? I don't. Hold on. <laughs> there's, like, a very, there's a very strong Hawaiian Punch product placement. But they see a sign for caution sinkholes, which is never a good sign. No. But so they go through this little tiny village called Valkenvania. And like they see they see a skeleton. <laughs> and Chevy's just like, oh, he should have obeyed the law. Yeah, he should have. And uh, Hawaiian Punch is owned by the Dr. Pepper Company and Keurig. Dr. Pepper isn't owned by anybody else? No, Dr. Pepper is its own thing. I thought Dr. Pepper was a Pepsi product. I thought that forever as well. But they are the Dr. Pepper Snapple Group. No, it's Keurig Dr. Pepper. Previously, they're the Dr. Pepper Snapple Group. That is a mouthful. So Dr. Pepper is owned by Keurig and Snapple? Yes. And part of Green Mountain Coffee as well. So who's the parent company? Keurig Dr. Pepper is the parent company now. Okay. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> this is giving me a headache. Uh, but, so they're driving through this Valkenvania. Uh, they see this, this big vent pipe in the middle of the road they have to drive around. 
sign says drive safely, slow down. And Chevy just kind of rolls through the stop sign, you know, kind of California stops it. Yeah, you don't do that in small towns. No, because he is quickly followed by the police. And that's what will happen to you in a small town. That's right. But they're now they're on this road headed back towards the freeway and the, the police are following them. And uh, so uh, Taylor Negron is just like, you know, you don't have to stop. Same Brazil, dude. <laughs> He's like, hey, let's see if we can do 90. And Chevy's like, are you kidding? This baby can do 130. And I loved, Taylor Negron calls him a wimp chicken. <laughs> you wimp chicken. He says, you have a BMW. Act like it. Ooh, fighting words. So Chevy punches it, and now he's in this high-speed pursuit. But little does he know that this police officer has nitro in his car. Amongst other things. Yeah, so he flips a switch, bursts off. Uh, He's also got another switch that creates this detour, like closes off the road. And so Chevy has to go down this dirt road with all these semi-trucks. And you can hear John Candy speaking over the PA. He's like, you know, watch out. These trucks own this road. These speeds are not advisable. I concur because, you know, loose dirt roads going very fast cause things to happen. That's right. But suddenly there's another cop in the road. Uh, it's Miss Perda. I don't know the actress's name. Uh, Valerie Bromfield. And she reminded me of the um, blonde, one of the cops from uh, Reno 911. And I can't remember her name. Yes, I think. The mom from the Goldbergs? Yes. No, the other one. The one that wasn't... uh, Kira Kinney Silver? Yes, her. Hmm. Uh, At first, I thought it was her. I was like, wow, she's been around forever. Like, she can't (laughs) be that old. And she's not that old. No, she's not. No. But this this Miss Perda is standing there with, with her gun drawn... And so, uh, it's like a you know, full on, like, it wasn't an AK 47. It was like another, it was like U.S. military automatic weapon. Yeah. Some kind of like old military gun. Yeah. Something like, you know, you'd see in like a NOM movie. Right. But, you know, Chevy starts asking around and he's just, they're, they're like not talking to him now. And he goes, oh, now it's all my fault. You know, they're the ones that were like, you know, calling him a wimp chicken and stuff. Yeah. Cause he couldn't say no and be a real man. So Colt the Splat All-Star John Candy tells Chevy, step out of the car. Chevy's like, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't think you were a real cop. <laughs> Next time I get pulled over, I'm going to say that. <laughs> See how that goes. Yeah, I'll probably get shot. Candy says, put your hands on the on the hood. Starts patting him down. Chevy's like, oh, yeah, make sure you check the prostate, too. He is that age. It is good to get your prostate checked. That's true. But Candy tells him, look, you're under the under arrest. I'm going to need you to follow me to the Reeve. Chevy's like, the Reeve? The Reeve. The local justice of the peace. How do they come up with that name? That Those don't flow into one another. And, and why I, didn't they just call him a judge? Yeah. Go to the judge. What's a Reeve? The Grim Reaver? I, maybe? I don't... Fuck. I'm... I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> Words not working well on podcast again. <laughs> but so they're following this police and Demi, who is Demi is a lawyer, uh, which is weird that she has a lawyer, but she's, I don't know. Yeah. 
But she says, you know, we can still get out of this. Just let me do all the talking. Did she say so a single word? <laughs> she tries, but Chevy, yeah. Chevy's all over the place. Yeah, Chevy does Chevy. Chevy going Chevy. Uh, they're driving and they're passing like all these weird metal sculptures. They have like, like fish jumping out of the ground and stuff, but made out of metal. Yeah, it was uh, there's, weird. And there's this weird, creepy like organ music playing. Yeah, I don't think I would have gone down that road. You know, there was somebody. Oh, with you don't want to go down that road. Yeah. There was some, if there, even if there was somebody with an automatic weapon behind me, I'd take my chances. <laughs> uh, they see a, a big pile of like lawn ornaments all stacked up. There's like a, a lawn ornament of a dolphin coming out of the ground. And Chevy's like, oh, so that's where they buried Flipper. I like that. And the line. Brazilians in unison are like, Flipper's dead. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, they pass a site that says be polite. And then one that says no cussing. So, of course, Chevy goes, shit, well, shit. It's, you know, how you respond. And then they pass a giant pile of toasters. That was weird. <laughs> uh, and finally, they go through a gate. It says Valkenheiser salvage. Trespassers will be shot. So I guess it makes a little more sense if it's a salvage yard. Scrap yeah. metal gonna do something with it eventually and like all those classic cars just waiting to be pulled out and like restored there's like millions of dollars in classic cars in there yeah i was just like yay i want to go play there (laughs) i want to go to there i want to go to there give me a blowtorch and some paint i will make things happen they pull up to a building that says valkenvania courts and schools 1898 they're were you going to say something? I was going to say, that's almost as old as the, my high school. It was built in 1888. Really? <laughs> yeah. And then some kid burned it down. I think we went over this before. Maybe not. I don't think so. I think I would have. I would remember someone burning your school down. Yeah. like It was like after was it you? I graduated. No, it wasn't. It was like a couple years was after it I graduated. Bryan? It was Daniel Bryan. <laughs> he couldn't get into WWE because of his permanent record. <laughs> so he went in and burned it and the whole school down. Well, some kid went in. And he got like detention or some shit and he like set the, his permanent record and his file on fire and threw it in the trash. You know, they still had it because, you know, everything was computerized in like 2001, 2002 when it burned down. But yeah, he burned down like the oldest school in Washington state. What a dick. I know it was a cool building that kind of fell down when it rained. (laughs) (laughs) But so they are put in front of Reeve Alvin Valkenheiser. Played by Dan Aykroyd, but completely unrecognizable. He is disgusting. He's got like old, 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 old man makeup. Uh, His nose is vaguely phallic. Yeah, it definitely looked like a dick. (laughs) That's a penis. (laughs) There's there's parts where it looks more like a penis. (laughs) Yeah, like certain there's certain angles where it has like the the shape. And then the slit. <laughs> yeah, like it's got like it has a head on it. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. But like the thing from How I Met Your Mother, like, you know, the guy yeah. coming in to see the uh, the building. That's a penis. <laughs> that was the first thing that popped in my head when I saw his nose. <laughs> but so all the paintings that are on the wall, like all flip around for some reason. Uh, this chair like rises from behind the desk with Alvin Valkenheiser on it. 
And uh, he's Candy tells him, you know, traffic violation, failing in the execution of a full stop. I recommend fine bond and release. And Valkenheiser is just like, what else you want to do for him? Bake him a pie? Sure, pie is good, but I would not eat anything in that house ever. Uh, the <laughs> the quotes from Valkenheiser are bizarre They're, and amazing. And they just keep coming. <laughs> yeah, almost nothing he says makes any sense. But Chevy introduces himself, says, you know, Chris Thorne, Thorne Financial Publishing, Water Street, New York. And Valkenheiser's like, banker. <laughs> He says, no, no, banker, no. Financial publisher, Thorne Weekly. Ah, banker. Banker. He's like, what about the rest of you? Friends of the bride? And Candy's like, no, not wedding. Moving violation. <laughs> and he goes, all right, well, I'll let you be on your way. I'll let you be on your way wait, wait, when the cat's eye, when, wait. Oh, I'll let you be on your way. And when you go, the cat's eyes will spin. It, was there a Felix clock in the background? Because I should have been looking for the Felix clock in the background. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> but then, possibly my favorite line in the whole movie. He says, a hula, 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 bula, bula, bula. Look who's got front row seats to the Mexican hat dance now. Just like a bunch of spiders and a birthday cake. What the hell did that mean? <laughs> it doesn't mean anything. <laughs> now I don't want a birthday cake. <laughs> Chevy like pulls out a cigar and starts to light it, and uh, Valkanizer just like put out that dog rocket. What? <laughs> and so he says that they're going to have a hearing tomorrow at four. Uh, they're going to be held until then. Good night, Irene. <laughs> well, yeah, you know I- so, Irene, legendary. <laughs> <laughs> So this trap door opens underneath them. They go down the slide and fall into a big pile of squeaky toys. I want that so badly. I want... That'd be so awesome. Just be like trap door and you fall into squeaky toys. We should make a nothing but trouble fun house. Dude, I was thinking, how is there? We'll get to it. But a ride that should come that comes later. How is this not actually somewhere in some theme park in America? I looked. Yeah, man. I couldn't find it. I guarantee. I don't know what studio put this out, but I bet they would sell us the the rights for cheap. <laughs> I am willing to give Warner Brothers five dollars. <laughs> I got. Uh, I I'll I'll, give, I'll throw in twenty. All right, twenty five. And they're like, "All right, do you guys do you?" But little do they know, I could have money soon. Maybe. Yeah, if they were just like, okay, but you can't use any of the actors likenesses that's <laughs> fine done. fine done. <laughs> don't need it can we use the damn yankee saw <laughs> you know i bet they would let us i bet they need money so candy is just like you know sir they're clean no guns no drugs nothing like what are you what are you doing not even rock and roll but Falconheiser says they're just another batch of hot pistol lily water chi- city chickens to run through Grandpa Alvin's trick house. That sounds like he's running a prostitution ring. <laughs> or would that be the name of our fun house? Grandpa Alvin's trick house. Uh, yeah. 
Yes, it would. So Candy goes back out on the beat, pulls over this group of financial types looking, uh, including one Daniel Baldwin. Danny! The least popular Baldwin, I assume. Is Daniel Baldwin going to be an all-star? I'm looking. I just have I know at least one other movie. I know at least one other movie he's going to be in. So Candy pulls them over. They're clearly all hammered. And so Candy asks him, you know, have you been drinking? You're going to have to blow. And Baldwin's just like, what, blow you to get out of the ticket? I don't think so. That's my Daniel Baldwin impression. It's pretty good. And yeah, I think Daniel Baldwin may, if I'm remembering Uh, the movies correctly, there's a shot. Oh, no. Uh, but he, he takes a breathalyzer test and he is double the legal limit. Good for him. But so to get out of this, he pulls a gun on Jan, on John Candy. Smart. And he says, say goodnight, copper. Like, dude, (laughs) copper. Really? I'm not going downtown. I'm not going down again. You see, (laughs) I can't. You'll never take me alive. See? Uh, but Candy pulls out the, I think it's the same kind of gun that, um, that what's her name had earlier. Yeah. He like Perda Perda. That's such a weird, it's, name. it's like not an Uzi, but it's but like I, kind of that size and almost looks like a Tommy gun, but it's not a Tommy gun. Yeah. It has like a long clip. Um, was there, I think there was a rapper named after this Glock nine tech nine. I think it was a tech nine. Isn't a tech nine. just like a nine millimeter. I think the Tech Nine's an automatic nine millimeter with a long clip. People at home are like these fucking idiots. <laughs> we don't know guns. We're Americans. We don't know guns. Wait, <laughs> that seems counter to what you would think. Oh yeah, it's totally a Tech Nine. Okay, it's a Tech Nine. Yeah. It looks. Candy like, pulls this Tech like, Nine yeah. on him. Uh, so then they they're in front of Judge Valkenheiser with a just a giant bag of cocaine. I mean, like a, like a freezer bag full of cocaine. It's a lot of cocaine, but not Valkenheiser's like it's not crack. No, no. Um, but Valkenheiser's looking at all the other stuff in, that they got. He says they got snorters, pipes, grinders, guns, switchblade, knives, and so then he immediately sentences them to death. Seems legit. Uh, to a, quote, holy, awful place, place of execution. Oh, I love this execution, though. This uh, this ho- holy, awful place is is actually an amusement park ride. It's a little, it's a little, a little mouse roller coaster uh, called Mr. Bone Stripper. It does what it says, too. And this is when the, the damn Yankee song kicks in. And uh, it's catchy. It's catchy. It's a banger. You're going down, 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 bone stripper. I don't know what you gotta do. I wonder if they got captured and they like agreed to like give a song in order to like get out. (laughs) I hope it seems to it seems to work. You know what? That that it's canon in my mind. Damn Yankees were were pulled (laughs) over in their tour bus. They saw this judge, and to get out, they wrote a song there on the spot. I like it. 
but so yeah, this roller coaster, you just kind of, it's, it's fairly short, goes down on one or two little hills. Uh, and then it like tips over, tips you out onto this conveyor belt, which moves you into some big grindy teeth things yeah, they that were... just smash your bones. Yeah. They look like, um, pistons from like an 18 wheeler engine. Right. But they're like big. jagged on the edge. Yeah. Yeah, they were they were definitely sawn up a little bit. Uh, I guess they don't actually crush your bones because your bones come spitting out the other side with no flesh on them. Yeah, just just dried bones spit out right into this bullseye, and it goes pating. <laughs> Love it. But so uh, Candy goes and gets Chevy into me and uh, the Brazilians, and tells them that. Alvin wants them for supper. Okay. So they go and they're all sitting around this big long table. Suddenly Reeve Valkenheiser descends from the ceiling. <laughs> As one is to does when you're a judge, I assume. Yeah. He's, he's got like this big, you know, throne looking chair that just like comes down on conveyor belts or pulleys, I guess is the. Yeah. Something like that. And then the first thing he says is, how about a nice Hawaiian punch? Owned by Dr. Pepper and Cure. <laughs> Wait, like is it? Other yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's, that's what you looked up, not, not, yeah. not Coke. Um, but he's got like this big, giant can of Hawaiian punch. Like it's, it's like a bulk Yeah, can. it's something you got from Costco in like the late 80s. Or yesterday. Or yesterday. <laughs> But he takes like one of the gas can pipe things and just like jams it in there and just uses that to pour the Hawaiian punch out. Nothing like a good warm glass of Hawaiian punch. <laughs> but to me, asked John Candy, does he treat all traffic violators so graciously? And Candy says only those that he takes a special interest in, like bankers. Ants on a log, ma'am. And I mean, this celery is it's a foot celery. long or more. Like yeah. It's giant celery. But she's like so put off by this. And I'm like, it's ants on a log. Like it's yeah. peanut butter and raisins. You had this as a kid. Everybody had this. As a but she's like, she like holds it like it's disgusting. Like a used dildo. <laughs> sure. But suddenly coming down the steps is uh, Alvin's granddaughter, Eldona, who is also played by John Candy. <laughs> this sent me down a rabbit hole. Um, and I could not find the answer, but it's like, I couldn't remember any time when like somebody was on the screen with themselves before this, I'm sure it happened, but I couldn't find the first. Probably in TV more than movies. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know off the top of my head. I'm sure it happened though. Oh yeah. hundred percent. But I, I started looking up stuff like all the way back to like 1824 when the first motion picture oh happened. And yeah, I could not find anything. I mean, I went down a rabbit hole. But so Alvin tells him that uh, Eldona is single and the best class A mechanic in five states. So she'd, she'd make an ideal wife, genuine wage earner, uh, s- struck dumb at birth by a thunderclap. <laughs> what the hell does that mean? <laughs> Somehow the thunder was so loud that it destroyed her ability to speak makes sense i mean maybe 
she got struck by lightning. Head like Reg. Six 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 times. Wow. Six 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 sixty six times. Poor Reg. But so Chevy uh, turns to Demi, and I, I don't remember what he says, but Perda is just like, um, says it's basic human politeness to share your conversation with the whole table. So what's on your brain? <laughs> I love asking people, what's on your brain? What's on your brain? But so Alvin tells the story about how when he went to war, he doesn't say what war, but I'm guessing, I mean, God, he's so old, probably World War One, maybe? <laughs> yeah. Maybe the uh, Spanish-American War? <laughs> The War of 1812, possibly. <laughs> but he says that when he was gone, uh, a a banker, quote, hoglousered and tub-wangled his grandfather into mining the place out for, uh, for shares in the United Coke Company. Oh. But it, it's not that Coke Company. <laughs> Like the Koch Brothers Company, then? No, because that's K O C H. I know, but it uh, seems so- like something those fuckers would do. I mean, probably. Yeah, but what are those shares worth now? About the finest outhouse wallpaper you've ever seen. I've never and seen that, good outhouse wallpaper. <laughs> I don't know that I've ever seen outhouse wallpaper. <laughs> I have. It wasn't that oh. fun. <laughs> Uh, but he says that's why he never lets a banker go. But so they uh, they serve hot dogs for supper, and these hot dogs are just vile looking. Uh, they are gray. The like ends are long and like they didn't cut them off right, and they're just like dangly. Uh, uh. They don't. Uh, there's. Yeah, I like hot dogs and I like sausages, but I'm not going to touch either one for a long time. <laughs> but they have this train that goes around the table with little like, with the condiments in each little car. This brought my childhood back because you've been to the Iron Horse in Seattle, right? Have I? They, I don't know. It was that burger place in Pioneer Square that you ordered everything like a train would like a little model train would pull up next to your table. You would like, you know, check off what you wanted and then it would bring you like your burger and shake and fries and all that. No, I don't think so. What? Oh my God. That place is amazing. Sorry. You missed out on an iconic Seattle thing. I think I'm sure it was iconic. It was cool. Miles, did you go? I bet miles went. (laughs) I'm going to text him right now and find out. Do it. But so they they are using just just like white bread instead of hot dog buns. Just they like look like wonder one bread. piece folded in half. Yeah. And the way that Dan Aykroyd eats this hot dog is one of the most disgusting things I've ever seen. I want to say he's something, just like, but I also want to throw up. He's just like. <laughs> Sucking on the end, and the little dangly thing is just like hanging out of his. Mouth. 
And this this is the first time that Chevy looks at him and his nose really looks like a short, fat cock. <laughs> That's a penis. <laughs> and Aykroyd just like looks at him and smiles. <laughs> uh, suddenly there's an earthquake or what they think is an earthquake, but it's actually an explosion outside from the mine fire that's been burning since 1926. <laughs> I think they stole that from like Centralia, Pennsylvania. They've had a mine fire. A tire fire, right? No, it's a coal fire that's underground and it's spread over like 20 square miles. And like the air around the place is like so toxic. It'll like, it slowly kills you. But like people still live there. Like there's like old people like I am moving. I'm going to vote for Trump, not move because, you know, I know better than scientists and the people dropping dead of cancer around me. There's always people like that. They're just like, this is my home and I'm not leaving. I don't care if Mount Rainier is erupting. I'm going to stay right here. That was my exact thought too. Uh, the the train flicks a pickle at Taylor Negron, like a little mini pickle. And that was his breaking point. And that was, that's what made, makes him snap. He's just, he literally stands up and goes, I'm freaking out. <laughs> he, you take one too many gherkins to the noggin and you're done. <laughs> He says, you people are sick, wicked, funky, misanthropic, codependent animals. I won't have my sister, who was once the queen of the Mardi Gras, sitting at a table with a pickle shooting train. <laughs> and, and so he he jumps through the window. Uh, Pertus starts just shooting at him. <laughs> yeah, with like that. No, I think this was an Uzi. Uh, and so Chevy and Demi take this opportunity to, they take their, their napkins and they throw them in Alvin's face and just take off running. Smart. But there's big metal gates on one of the doors and they close, lock them in. And so Eldona grabs them and drags them back to their room. She is a manly woman. She's Well, she's John Candy. <laughs> well, yeah. And John Candy is a beast of a man. He's a, he's a manly man. Uh, the Brazilians, they get to this, it's, they, they call it a river, but it's like a moat. Yeah. And it smells like Sao Paulo. <laughs> it smells like Sao Paulo. Um, and there's like shit sticking up out of it. It's a bubbling and just gross colors, but they swim across to the other side and they're just like, we did it. We did it. We made it. And they're on the other side, giving them a slow clap is Cultus Blatt all-star John Candy. <laughs> but they, they kind of start, you know, uh, maybe gaslighting him a little bit. They're just like, you know, you, you, don't, you don't need all this. Like, what you need is a vacation. You should come with us. You can kick back, have some nice fish tacos. Just, have, just relax. I love me some fish tacos. I know you do. Yeah. I hear about the fish tacos all the time. I love, yeah, that's what my wife said the other day. It's like, are you going to eat anything while your friends are here other than a fish taco? It's like, well, we just kept going to places that have fish tacos by chance. <laughs> uh, if we come down there next spring, we got to go, we got to hit Trejo's again. Okay. And get fish tacos. If you want fish tacos, I'm not going to have a fish taco. You're going to have, I'm probably going to, I'm going to get a fried chicken burrito again. Mm, that was pretty good. 
And you know Tony's going to get a fried chicken burrito. Yeah. But the fish tacos are so good. Okay, I'll get a fish taco. You, I'll, I'll, I'll even buy it for you. Okay. And Miles has not been to the Iron Horse. Really? Yeah. So I'm thinking it's not as popular as I remember. Yeah, maybe not. But so Demi is, uh, she's remembering Howard Schultz and how he was just an asshole. And Chevy's just like, you know, he doesn't deserve you. And she's like, you're right. I always fall for the wrong kind of guy. And all of a sudden she just starts kissing Chevy. He's the right kind of guy or wrong guy, right place. I guess. But, you know, they start getting hot and heavy. And then she's just like, oh, I better lie down. And Chevy's just like, <laughs> but I and never mind. <laughs> yeah, he's he's blue bulb. Yep. Uh, but she, she says to him, you're nothing but trouble. I was like, oh, drink. There, there it is. Uh, so they're they're asleep in, in the same bed. And Chevy like puts his arm around her. And I'm like, Mm-mm. no, no, she's asleep. This is unconsented cuddling. <laughs> did she say yes? No, she did not. But it pans over and we see this big painting and we notice that the eyes are moving like Scooby-Doo cartoons. I want that so badly in my house. There's, I want to build a house that has a trap door that goes to the squeaky room toys. And then I want paintings. The eyes move and follow you around. And I want, I want secret rooms that you pull a book and yeah. <laughs> I was going to say that if you didn't. So, Oh, you, you have to have that. Uh, but suddenly the bed like flips, like the whole, the floor and everything just flips yeah, like just, a full 360. Yeah. It's Demi spins. wakes up. Yeah. Demi wakes up and she's like, what the hell was that? And Chevy was like, it wasn't me. It was the bed. What would cut anyway? Anyway. And then suddenly the door just opens by itself. Uh, I guess we do. We see Chevy or uh, candy flip a switch, right? Mm-hmm. And he says not, something. Yeah. I don't think it's. Yeah. He says something. I can't. It's like, it's let's like, see what you got, Playboy, like, or something like that. Something like that, yeah. But so they go out the door, and uh, they head upstairs, and they start just opening random doors. They pull one, open one door, and it's just full of dolls. And I mean, nope. when I say full, I mean like, like you would have to walk through dolls to enter the room. I don't usually find dolls creepy, but this really creeped me out. And I really want to go to the Island of the Dolls in Mexico, but... Would I go in that room? No. There was something about that room and those dolls. Uh Uh-uh. I think just when you combine it with the rest of the house. Yeah, that's probably it. Since there's like human remains everywhere. Yeah. But Chevy's just like, oh, must be the nursery. Uh, They open another door and it's there's just bats hanging from the ceiling and just a pile of guano knee high on the floor. Bumblebee tuna. And Chevy's just like, oh, bat room. Because that's a thing. <laughs> that's a th- every, every old person has that. Or rich, eccentric judge has that, I assume. Probably. I wouldn't know. Me, me either. I don't know rich people. They open another door, and there's a tombstone. It says, Marjorie Valkenheiser. She forgot to duck. That's really funny. That's really <laughs> funny. I want that, that on my tombstone. <laughs> Uh, but then suddenly the, the walls start closing in 
And just before, no, very literally, just before Demi is about to be crushed, Chevy grabs her and pulls her into a stairwell. So they go up the stairwell and they end up in the attic. The safe rolls and almost takes them out. And they are trapped. Yeah, and goes in front of the the um, the door, and now they're they're trapped. Uh, they notice that there are IDs all over the walls, and then they start noticing that there's also newspaper clippings. And there's like one that says "busload of Hari Krishnas disappears," and then they notice that the IDs match the newspaper clippings, including one for a Jimmy Hoffa. Oh, hey, we finally know what happened. Uh, and then they also come across some skeletons. So that's never good. No. Uh, Candy opens another door for them and they go down the slide or a slide, not, not the slide. It reminded me of the slide. There, I don't remember the horror movie. I saw it when I was on a, when I was a kid. I think it was on Channel 12, like on a Saturday or Sunday afternoon. But this lady goes into this fun house and she slides down the slide and like slams her head into a wall because there is no, you know, slide just goes straight into a wall at like 50 miles an hour. And she went head first. Yeah. Well, that was dumb. It was. And then she like bled everywhere and she was dead. As one does. Yeah. Well, they slide down. They end up splitting up. The slide splits into... Uh, Demi ends up outside. Where you want to be right now. Yes. And Chevy winds up in a pile of bones. Where you don't want to be right now. No. But he notices a hole in the wall and he looks through it and he realizes he's looking right into Alvin Valkenheiser's room. (sighs) Yes, Kevin. (laughs) This scene is so disturbing. (laughs) Uh, He sees Judge Alvin Valkenheiser proceed to uh, take off his wig, which he's like, he's balding with white hair. And I'm like, yes. why is that a wig you would choose? It's more natural. Yes. Um, he then proceeds to take off his nose. And it's like Michael Jackson under there. He, yeah, he just has... Just like a skeletal opening where his nose should be. That seems like it should be really, really, really infected based upon the, you know, the cleanliness of that home. Yeah. And why did I say home like that? Home. Home. <laughs> uh, he then proceeds to pull off his fake leg <laughs> and then go to bed. I, I don't know why, but I found him taking off the leg to be really funny. <laughs> Outside, Demi sees the car, uh, but then she goes around a corner and realizes that the car has just been stripped. All that's really left is the front end. It's but, a nice convertible now. I guess, yeah, with no doors or windows. or Yeah, you don't get a convertible above, you know, a 4 Series with the BMW. So, you know, a 7 Series, you know, convertible is kind of nice. But she sees the car phone. And so she tries to call the police. But it says that there is is no current service agreement with this provider or whatever. Seems legit. Uh, She then comes across 
Bobo and Lil Double. <sighs> One of these guys is Cult of Splat All-Star Dan Aykroyd. I, th- I believe it's Bobo. Yeah, it is Bobo, yes. Uh, how to describe Bobo and Lil Double? Think uh, of a giant man baby. <laughs> that's a good start. Bald with a with a well, not really bald, more pinheaded. That's like a conehead, almost, if you will. Almost like a conehead, but not quite that drastic. But with like a little tuft of hair on top, with a big giant like Santa Claus belly that hangs down over their diaper. Yeah, and sometimes into their diaper. Yeah, that's about the best I can describe Bobo and Lil Devil. And they're very shiny. They are very shiny, very greasy. Yeah, very unkempt. They apparently are not allowed in the house, so they live outside in the junkyard. I don't think I'd allow them to live. You know, I'm going to go for that 40-year abortion here. (laughs) Um, Let's see. Eldona catches Demi and is going to throw her into the mine fire. That'd be kind of fun. is stopped by Bobo and Lil Devil, who just want to play with her. It's a new toy. It's a new toy. <laughs> Why do I say Suddenly that like Balky Batakamos? <laughs> <laughs> Suddenly there's a new car coming in, being led by uh, Perda. Uh, it's a hearse. Nice. And out of the car steps oh Digital Underground. Yes! The whole band. <laughs> the whole band. This is the first time Tupac Shakur... Was it a movie? Yeah, I was going to say and last, but then I forgot above the rim. Yeah, and he is such a baby. This is like, when this came out, this was, I think, eight months before um, Tupacalypse came out. Okay. So I yeah. don't, I can't this argue that because I don't know. Well, I know that, but I don't know the timeline of it. I think that came out in like October or November, and this movie came out in February. But Humpty Hump describes the area as extremely draculated. <laughs> I love how he has a double credit in this movie, even though he's the same, same person. <laughs> he's in here as Shock G and Humpty Hump. <laughs> Isn't it Shock T? I thought it was Shock G. Mm, I don't know. Uh, but he also describes it as a white man's heaven. And he calls Perda a ugly, cross-burning, redneck, peckerwood police bitch. <laughs> uh, Chevy falls through the wall into Falkenheiser's room. And Falkenheiser grabs a cane. And, like, it's one of those sword canes, you know? I want one of those, too, when I have my, like, you know, trap door, fake room. Place. Your trick house? My trick house. <laughs> my Mr. Bone Scraper. Stripper. Stripper. Sorry. The Falconizer tells him, I'm going to stick you. And then uh, Chevy's like backing up and he steps into the, a bedpan. Oh, and, and there was stuff in it. Falconizer's like, get your loafers out of my bedpan. I would chop off my own foot at that point. But Chevy like throws, he throws a stuffed skunk at him. And it squeaked. And Valkenheiser's just like, Muskonk! <laughs> but when Chevy runs away, he is caught by Eldona. God damn it. 
she is everywhere. Yeah. You don't want to be. And Valkenheiser tells Chevy that he is worse than a, a week of yellow shit storms. All right. And that house policy says that whatever man touches Eldona is the one she keeps. And now uh, she has Chevy's taint all over her. She going to like stuff him, put him above the bed or I mean, God only knows. We'll find out in about 5 minutes. But so uh Digital Underground is on trial. They, they see Valkanizer for the first time and this one guy, he's wearing sunglasses and he like pulls him off real quick and he's wearing another pair of sunglasses underneath. That had to be the first time that happened in a movie, right? Uh, probably. I don't remember. I mean, there's a lot of movies before, as we have discussed, that date back to 1824. <laughs> but it's the first time I recall like that actually happening in a movie. Uh, mm, that. There's, there's got to be an 80s movie where that happens. Yeah, that's probably true. Corey Haim probably did it. But yeah, there's got to be some 80s comedy. But uh, Perta says that they were speeding, going 75 and a 50 in a hearse. In a hearse. Which Valkanizer says, ambulance, you got ambulance, you got a chance. In a hearse, it's going to be worse. But so Perta gives over their IDs, which are union cards. And he's like, what are you, mine workers? And they're like, no, we're a, we're a hip hop band. And so they bring in all their musical instruments. Uh, Eldona is like, she's changing her clothes behind one of those privacy screens. And like yeah. Chevy is sitting on the couch and Perta comes in and she's like, Eldona, you know, he's not supposed to see you on this special day. And Chevy's like, what is it? Halloween? <laughs> yeah. That line wasn't written in. Yeah. But so digital underground plays, of course, all around the world. Although I guess that wasn't really their hit song. Their hit song was Humpty Hump, right? Right, yeah. Although I think that was a big one, but you know, Around the World was also right up there. Yeah, and uh, in the middle of it, this organ pops open and Valkenheiser starts playing this organ solo, just rocking it. And that like was the... probably Dan Aykroyd actually playing that too. Uh, does he play piano? He plays everything. I guess he is. he is a blues brother. He is, yeah. It's like the girls that are with the band, they like go up to his little podium and start dancing with him. Nope. Uh, you see, you see Tupac just fucking vibing. Tupac loves it. He's such a baby in this movie. <laughs> He's so young. <laughs> but so Valkanizer tells him, all right, you, you sure are a gaggle of musicians. <laughs> a gaggle. <laughs> and he says, all right, you're free to go because of their, uh, what does he say? Their, um, contribution to the greater good or something like that. They're free to go. And then he says, but there are other manners before the court that I think I could use your help with. And on that note, I think it's about time to head once again to Splatterpiece Theater. I made sure to share it with you this time. Thank you. <laughs> We're getting more professional by the week. We just needed you know, a couple weeks off. Okay. Do you want to play Chevy or do you want to play Alvin Valkenheiser? Who do you want to be? Uh, I, I think I would like Val- to be, I want to be Valkenheiser. That's what I thought. <laughs> okay. Well then first line is yours. Where's Diane? Oh, she went home. 
Listen, I got something better for you. First, I think you ought to know something. In many cases here, I do often choose to convey the maximum levy. Frequently, undesirables are put to death. Oh, sure, I can understand that, Judge, but come on, death for running a stop sign? And for being a banker. That's the double death. However, I'd be willing to cast aside all findings, be blind to your banker's blood, let you live out your days here as a husband to my granddaughter, father to her child, and heir to my seat. What, what are you saying? It's death or Eldona? Oh, come on, lad. Take her hand. Warm my tired old heart. I know women. She loves you. Ever since she saw you, she's been floating around like milkweed in a spring breeze. Mm-hmm. Make her happy. Take care of her needs, and you'll inherit a fortune Alibaba would crave. Listen, uh, Judge, uh, you know, uh, I, I've i spent some t- uh, alone time with her, and she's spectacular. She's a spectacular woman. She's quiet, but uh, just shy. Just shy. Mute. Uh, but, Judge, as far as her needs are concerned, I could never presume to be able to fill them. Oh, you can slip on a pud collar. Now, let me get... <laughs> Damn it! We broke. Uh, Now let me get you out of these cuffs and chains and everything. I'll get you all married up, and we'll welcome you to this family with an all-night reel. No cuffs, huh? No cuffs. Pud color. Well, I must say, it sounds awfully tempting and... Hit it! (laughs) I knew I'd break as soon as I saw that phrase. (laughs) Pud color? Yep. No matter what I did, I tried my best to hold it, and I could not hold it. I I assume that's like a cock ring? (laughs) I think that's exactly what it is. But so, Digital Underground starts playing, uh, it's like their version of the wedding march. And it was pretty damn good. It's like, tie the knot, tie, tie the knot, tie the knot, tie, tie the knot. I wish I remembered this for my wedding, because that's legit. (laughs) But so Chevy says, you know, he sees Eldona coming down and he says, I, I guess in her own way, she's kind of special. <laughs> and Valkenheiser says, you'll never have car trouble. That's nice. Uh, so Valkenheiser says, you know, do you, Eldona, take Chevy Chase? And she like squeezes him because obviously she can't say I do. Right. He says, do you, Chevy Chase, take Eldona? And he just kind of mumbles. <laughs> Falconheiser just like speak up. He says, "I do." He says, "All right, you may kiss the bride." Chevy's like, "Oh no, plenty of time for that on the honeymoon." There's so He's many like, people. <laughs> and then Digital Underground like starts to leave, and Chevy's like, "Please take me with you." They're like, "Nah, that's cool. We don't want no whiteies on the on our in our hearse, except for the girls, of course." Yeah, but. Valkenheiser like snaps at him, like, you know, trying to get out of it. And so he sends him to Mr. Bone Stripper. Now, you might be wondering, why does he use Mr. Bone Stripper? Why does he put people on a roller coaster that instead of just, you know, putting them in an electric chair or something? Well, he says, I believe the last 30 seconds of someone's life should have a little zip in them. (laughs) Can't argue with that. Uh, But so Chevy hits the treadmill and he like turns around and starts trying to crawl away when suddenly the machine breaks down. And so Chevy goes through, but he doesn't hit any of the pistons. And when he gets shot out at the end, he gets shot out whole and alive. Onto a bone pile. Yes. And then he like takes off running. 
Meanwhile, uh, Eldona has made a machine called the Greater Teen. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm guessing this is like part cheese grater, part guillotine. I think so. Although that's that's greater, right? Cheese greater yeah. with a T. This is with a D. I'm not oh, sure what it's greater like a greater. Teen. It's like a greater with um like on tractors that push dirt around. That's grating. Oh, okay. That makes yeah. a lot of sense. Yeah, I would chop. Yeah, I would chop this. Yeah, because there's like what four of those blades on there, so chopping four like, or five. Yeah, yeah, four or five. Yeah, so it's it's got those big giant like curved blades, like you would yeah. see on the front of a tractor, and it lifts up and then just drops quickly. Yeah, and they did that a few times because there was a. Did you notice there's like a lot of watermelon on that area? <laughs> like, yeah, on yeah. like the pallet. Yeah, and you know they were having some fun with that thing before they shot that scene. <laughs> yeah, to, te- to to show it off, they're just like dropping it on watermelons. Uh, Valkenheiser tells to me that I, I sure do hate to cut and shuffle a fine little muffet like you. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> <laughs> but he tells her that she can live if she gets Chevy to come back. Oh, okay. But so he gets on uh, Valkenizer gets on a bullhorn and says, "Hey, hot worm, we got your girlfriend ready to go on the greater teen. You lie down in her in her place, and she goes free." So, but Chevy, uh, he he sneaks up and he like, or Demi, sorry, Demi yells, "Run for your life!" And Valkenizer like, "You really put the pin in the party hog now, girl." <laughs> What is a party hog? I is is that like when you go to a luau, the pig on this on the spit? Yeah, that sounds about right. I could go with that. Okay, so it's, what's putting the pin in it then? The spit, the long pole. But how is that a bad thing? <laughs> it's not a bad thing. That's good. Unless you're the one that's spinning the pig for twelve hours. Unless you're the pig, I guess. Yeah. But so Bobo and Lil Devil uh, tied Demi back down to the greater teen. She tells him, you really should consider therapy. And Bobo's like, he won't go. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> it's like, this has been brought up more than once. Yeah. It's like, we've thought about it. but No one would Valkenizer, Valkenizer tells Chevy he has 10 seconds. But Chevy soaks his... his sport jacket in gasoline puts it in a barrel and like rolls it down towards the greater team. You know, this and, was cutting it a little close. Yeah. Cause Valkanizer is at one by the time this thing hits the bottom and, and just explodes. It's a big explosion. Which, but the explosion causes Eldona to drop the greater team. But luckily Chevy is able to grab Demi Moore and pull her out of the way while everyone's distracted. Just in time. Uh, Bobo, Lil Double, and Perda all get in just the the remnants of a car and start chasing after them. Chevy and Demi get to the moat. Chevy reiterates that it smells like Sao Paulo. (laughs) They they don't swim across, do they? No, I think... uh... The bridge comes down. Okay, yeah, and the and the train goes by, and they try to flag right, down the yeah. train, but the train doesn't stop. 
So uh, they jump on the back. And as, the, as they are able to climb onto the train, as it pulls away, they kiss. Bubba and Lil Devil start crying. And they're like, bye! <laughs> we'll miss you. Chevy and Demi go to the authorities. And uh, one of which is Brian Doyle Murray. The non-troubled Murray at this point. What? Oh, you haven't been reading what's been happening to uh, Bill? Um, I don't think so. He's about to go away. He's been doing some bad, bad things. And and what, what about Joel? Joel Murray? Yeah. I haven't heard anything about Joel. Oh, okay. Just, well, you you said Brian was the one non non uh, problematic one. So oh, I forgot about Joel. Oh, okay. <laughs> but so these the authorities, whoever they are, I don't. They don't look like they're not like uniformed police officers. But I don't. I don't know who exactly they are, but they say, uh, you know, you're, you're going to have to come with us so you can ID them. And Chevy's just like, I watch this man pull off his nose, like. <laughs> I don't need to ID him. But Demi's just like, you know, it's fine. We'll, we'll both go and everything will be fine. So they, they storm the courthouse. One of the uh, um, people around in this scene was actually Dan Heckerwood's dad. It's like one of his two movie credits. <laughs> really? Yeah. Just like a random person in this mob? Yeah. Just like somebody hanging out. <laughs> But so Demi offers to force them out. Her and Chevy go right up to the front door. Pound on the door. Valkenheiser and Eldona answer. And he's just like, what is it? Why are you bothering an old man? Such a good just, old man voice, too. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he is an old man. But yeah, he is. But they're just like, you know, you, you're, you're through. And Valkenheiser's just like, oh, you better look out behind you. There's a bee's nest. And they turn around and the whole, all the police force is like, hi, Judge Alvin. Son of a bitch. And the head detective or whatever he is, just like, you know, we can't admit it, but we appreciate how he gets things done. I could see that. Yeah. It's not. Yeah, it's not great. But it's effective. <laughs> yeah. Very effective. Suddenly, there is another mine fire quake. Oh, hey. And a, a big one this time. Everyone starts Perfect running. A sinkhole opens up. Demi almost falls in, but Chevy's able to pull her out. There's flames shooting up out of the ground. It's like the devil is coming. The devil. The devil. Fruits of the devil. Evil. Evil. Uh, Perda's out taking a shit in the outhouse. That opens up and swallows her whole. Was there... I didn't notice, but was there um, wallpaper in that outhouse? <laughs> I didn't notice. I didn't I didn't pay any attention. I'm going to have to go back and look at that scene. Yeah. Um, But Demi's like, get in, get in the BMW. And then like, they get in, and she's like, oh, no seatbelts. And Chevy's like, no roof. <laughs> it's like 18% of a car at this point. Yeah, but apparently it had some kind of security thing that it wouldn't start unless something. 
something BMWs are still like that. But that was why Demi couldn't start it earlier, and uh, and but Chevy's able to start it, and they they drive away. And just as just as they're driving away, the entire courthouse just collapses into this sinkhole. God damn. We see the Brazilians who are now in Brazil with their new head of security, John Candy, <laughs> who is also sleeping with the sister. Oh, hey, good for him. Uh, we then see Chevy. He's having a nightmare, which <laughs> this, this is so Chevy. He's like laying on the couch and he's just like, it's like almost formulating words, but not quite. I think he did the same thing in Funny Farm. Oh, probably. Yeah, it was. I think it was Funny Farm. But he wakes up. Demi is there. She goes to get in the shower. He turns on the TV and he sees this news report on the Valkenvania mine fire. Oh, no. This reporter is like, oh, here's here's a resident now. Let's talk to them. And the guy turns around and it's Alvin Valkenheiser. Sequel. She says, you know, what, what are you planning to do now that your entire house is destroyed? And he goes, oh, we're all planning to move in with my grandson-in-law in New York City. And he like holds up Chevy's ID and he's like, see you soon, banker. And again, his his nose is just full on penis at this point. Yeah. And then Chevy jumps through the wall and there's just a Chevy shaped hole in the wall. <laughs> Very cartoonish. So awesome. That is so awesome. It's <laughs> like, it's so cartoonish. It's ridiculous. Yeah. So what are your thoughts on this movie? Uh, I think I've seen this movie once before I watched it earlier today and I liked it. It's not clue. It's no, it's not clue. (laughs) It's definitely not clue. I looked it up while you were, you know, blabbering about something and uh, there's pretty much nobody. There's nobody in clue that was in this movie. (laughs) So I don't know what the hell is going on in my head. Yeah, I don't either. Yeah, it's, it's a, like what uh, I thought leaving Las Vegas and Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas were the same movie. I was like, oh yeah, Fear and Loathing. That's where Nick Cage got his Oscar. At least those movies have the same word in the title. I don't know where you got clearly I, nothing but trouble mixed up. I don't know. Maybe it was a big decrepit old mansion. But they're I not mean, the same. I, I don't know. Yeah, there's there's nothing similar. Whatsoever. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, like I said at the beginning, I love this movie so much. I think it's fucking hilarious. I love just the absolute absurdity of it. Um, oh, it's so over the top. It's great. Yeah, like none of it makes any sense. <laughs> and, and I think that's the best part of it. Like if if there was like certain things that just didn't make sense, then it would just feel off. Yeah. But the fact that nothing makes sense, like why, why is Valkenheiser's house like fucking wild, wild west with all these machines and gadgets and shit? Yeah. And when he's this I, decrepit old man in the middle of nowhere with a dick for a nose, like. Yeah. Eldona had to be building this stuff, right? Since she's like a good mechanic. She's a class A mechanic. Yeah. 
In best in five states. Probably, yeah. There's a lot of people in those five states if it's like New York, Jersey, Pennsylvania. Connecticut. Connecticut. Delaware. Maryland. They're right there. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, we've, we've talked so many times on this podcast about how much I love dark comedies. And this is uh, a very out there dark comedy, which doesn't surprise me that the critics don't like it. Yeah, Luz Johnny for the Baltimore Sun said this p- film plays like a comedy version of the t- Texas Chainsaw Massacre. But she's saying it is a bad thing. <laughs> right. Because to me, that sounds awesome. <laughs> yeah, I'd, if somebody's like, here's like, you know, you know, Matt Parker and, you know, Matt and Trey, they did, you know, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I'd be like, OK, I'm in. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Or like um, Dan Aykroyd's rewriting Friday the 13th. Okay. Sweet. Yeah, it's it's wacky. It's goofy. It's uh, disgusting <laughs> at points. Like the way that Dan Aykroyd eats the hot dog. Oh, God. That's the thing is it's not like it's not gory or anything. No, there's no I don't think there's an ounce of blood. There's no I don't think anybody gets blood on them. I don't think all. so. No, there's no blood in this whatsoever. Just, they just get pickles to the face. <laughs> that is the most violent this movie gets that you see. Yeah, but there's still just so many parts that are just gross. Yeah, the whole house is gross. Him eating that sausage is gross. Him taking his nose off. <laughs> Bobo and little Deeble. <laughs> It's like I have such a hard time explaining why I love this movie because it is so out there. And like trying to describe it to someone that hasn't seen it, there's no way you can make it sound good. No, you just have to be like, (laughs) it has Chevy Chase, Dan Aykroyd, John Candy, and Demi Moore. What more do you want? Right. Oh, and Tupac's in it. And and Tupac's in it. And Humpty Hump. And Humpty Hump. Yeah, it's Shock G. It's so weird. He is Shock G and Humpty Hump. It's just like his alternate egos and they both got credited for the movie, which is fucking awesome. <laughs> uh, full disclosure until a couple days ago, I did not realize they were the same person. Yeah. I did not realize they were the same person until earlier in the day. So, Oh, good. Know. So I knew before you, <laughs> you did. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't really know what else to say. Uh, where did I watch this? It was on like Tubi or something, I think. Um, HBO Max has it for free oh, H- right now. HBO Max. That was where I watched it. Uh, and yeah, the next movie is you- for free on YouTube. Uh, <laughs> why am I not surprised? Right? I'm not paying for that. <laughs> um, yeah, if you haven't watched it. Go watch it. Go watch it. It's, it's e- free. It, even if you don't like it you will be curious about it. You will be intrigued by it. Yeah. And Uh, if you're watching house of dragons right after you finish your latest episode, go do that. And the vow two is out. So I'm going to go watch that too. So yeah, you've had really like the the next thing. Yeah. It just came out. Oh fuck. Yeah. Okay. I I think I know what you're doing tonight. tonight. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, yeah, uh, I mean, if you've never seen it, just 
out of sheer curiosity, like I guarantee at the end of it, whether you liked it or not, you will think, what the fuck did I just watch? And you can thank us for that. Mostly Taylor. And the best way to thank us is by going to Apple Podcasts, giving us five stars, and in the text box, put, thank you for making me watch that terrible movie. Put your favorite uh, Alvin Valkenheiser quote. Mine is just like spiders in a birthday cake. So good. Hula, 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 bula, bula, bula. Look who's got a first row da- first row seat to the Mexican <laughs> hat dance now. Uh, tell us how you take your, your hot dogs if you eat them like Judge Falkenheiser does. Do you like warm or cold Hawaiian punch owned by the Dr. Pepper Keurig Company? <laughs> Whatever it is, it does help if you put something in the text box. Uh, it's it's not to, to feed our egos. It's not to you know inflate us in any way. It's just to try, try and help us get up the charts so more people can see us. We, maybe we can get some more money from sponsors and uh, make this thing bigger, better, brighter. Yeah, because right now All we're that. just paying ourselves. Yeah. And we broke. Uh, wherever, really. wherever you listen, make sure you subscribe to the show so you do get new episodes in case we happen to take a break again. Uh, and rate us five stars on Spotify or, or whatever. And I hopefully we won't have to take a break for a little while. Hopefully, yeah. Uh, you can also follow us on social media. That's the best place to get updates if we do end up taking a break. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as Cult of Splat. Or you can follow me directly. I'm on Twitter and Instagram as the Taylor Bartle. And you can follow Kevin at Kevin Nescoda on Twitter and Nescoda D-U-H on Instagram. There you have it. You can also check out cultofsplat.com. Uh, that's the best place to find links to all of our social networks. You can also find all the episodes. You can also find an update on any events we do. We just just recorded, well, I just recorded a virtual live show with our friend Max Zaleski. Uh So I was going to be there and then work came up. And then you didn't. I wanted to be there so badly. <laughs> all right. We'll be back. Uh Hopefully next week with our first ever Halloween special. And I bet you cannot guess what it's going to be. <laughs> You're going to love it's it. It's my pick. It's my pick. So, you know, it's not even on left field. This is out of the stadium. Not even the same. <laughs> it's a it's a fun Halloween movie. You, once you find out what it is. You will shit your pants. You will cream, cream, cream in your pants, pants, pants. Pants. Okay. Until then, uh, thanks for staying with us. We will see you. I'm rambling. You are rambling. Bye. (laughs)